Shalom Obracha, we are up to Mayit Katun Daf Yud Aleph. Today's Daf talks about bird and fish trapping on Chalamayit. We have a new Mishnah that talks about fixing doors and Melacha in Yerushalayim. Then we talk about the last sugya in this parak is a discussion about fish, about catching fish and different things that Rav said about fish. And then we begin a new parak on Amma Bays that talks about Isure Avelas, things that we're not allowed to do while in Avelas on Cholomite. So now we pick up with a story about Rav who allowed Chia Barashi to set up fish traps on Cholomite. The reason for that was because fish traps are considered a Maise Hedyoid as opposed to bird traps, which is Usr, because that's a Maise Uman. Rav Yehuda let Ami Tunura'a, who seems to be a baker, Maybe he was Ami the baker. Um, he was allowed to build a an oven on Cholamayid, uh, but Ra- Rabba Bar Asbi was forbidden to build a sieve. There's something to sift. Now, we do have a Brisa that says that it's usher to build an oven, Lechatchila. Um, the Gemara differentiates the different times of year. When it is Yemaisa Chama, which Rashi explains is Pesach Cholamayid, right? When the rain pretty much stops for the summer season at that point. In which case, if you build the oven on Cholamoid, it's going to dry, and you you may be able to use it on Cholamoid itself. So you're likely to be able to be using it for Yamtiv, in which case it'll be Mutter, as opposed to Sukkis, where it's already starting to rain, in which case it'll take longer for the Tanner to be ready for it to dry, and then it will be usher to build an oven because there's no use for it on Cholamoid. Now we have a new Mishnah that says that a person is allowed to build a railing for his roof or his porch as long as he does it in a Misa Hedyot way, in an unprofessional way, but not professionally. You're allowed to fix cracks in a wall on Chalamud. You're allowed to uh, run over it with a roller or with your hands or your feet. You just make sure not to do it as a Misa Uman in a professional way. On Chalamud, one is allowed to fix the pivot, the hinge, the doorpost, the lock and the key on a door, as long as he's not, as he didn't prepare, set aside this handyman job from before Yamtiv. He didn't save this job for Chalamoid. And the last case in the Mishnah, the last halacha says that it is permitted to uh, put something in brine to ferment, I don't know, pickles or whatever you're doing, as long as by putting it in on Chalamoid, you will be al- you will be able to eat them. The process will be finished on Chalamoid. This salting process will be finished quickly. Now the Gemara says, what is considered a Maisehedrit? The million dollar question. Right? The Mishnah said we're allowed to set up a, a wall, but only unprofessionally. Rabbi Yasef says that unprofessional means you s- stuff it with twigs and straw, things like that. Uh, we had a breast that said you're allowed to put bricks up for a wall. As long as you don't cement it, it's still considered a Misa Hedjit. Now, Mishnah also said that you're allowed to smooth out cracks on Cholamide with a roller or with your feet. Now, if you're allowed to use a roller, you're obviously allowed to use your hands and feet. That's far less professional than using this round, uh, like a rolling pin type of a thing. So the Gemara clarifies that it's saying that you're allowed to use a roller unprofessionally. Like the way that you would smooth out cracks, you know, by pasting on the cement with your hands or feet. But don't use this roller in a professional way. 
Now, we said to you, that affects all of these issues that a door may have on Cholomoyed. With every aspect, all the different parts of a door, you'll add a fix. The Gemara asks Astira. You see, we, we know that in Yerushalayim, there used to be the sound of hammers smashing, banging hammers on Cholomoyed. Until Yoichanon Kohen Gadol made a gazera that people should not be doing their woodworking. You know, they shouldn't be making noise with work on Cholomoyed. Uh, so how are you telling me that I'm allowed to fix all these things on Cholomoyed? So we have a couple of answers. First answer is it depends on the hammer. If you're banging on metal, that makes a really loud noise, and that is the noise that Yechon and Kohen Godol was gazer against. But to use a hammer on wood, that's not as much of a noise, so you'd be allowed to fix your wooden door. Now, if Chista doesn't like that answer so much, because he says, well, what's the difference in the sound? If the malacha is asr, then it's asr to do on Cholomite. Who cares if it's a loud, clanky sound or like a bang-bang sound of wood? Rechista gives another answer. That it depends on the nails that you're using. If you're using these big nails, that'll be asr. That's a maisa uman, but small nails, that'll be okay. Our papa gives a third answer. He says, when our Mishnah says you're allowed to fix it, that was before Yochanan Kangadol made his gezeira. But when the... Bryce over there says that we no longer hear the sound of a hammer in your slime. That was after the Gezerah. Ravashi gives a fourth answer. He says there's a machlaikas, Rav Yehuda and Rav Yoisi. Where Rav Yoisi holds, you don't need to do any shinoi when doing a malacha on chalamoy, that's a davar of it. You have the heter of a financial loss on chalamoy, so you're allowed to do the malacha. You do not need to do any shinoi according to Rav Yoisi, but according to Rav Yehuda, you would. So when our Mishnah says, go ahead, do whatever you want to fix your door, it's, we're talking about a Dover Ovid, you have a heter to fix it on Cholomite, you do not need a heter, that's Kafir Biyasi. And now the Gemara brings an interesting story about the river, Bedisa, that flooded the city of Labai. Now, when a river runs through a city, nowadays we wouldn't probably be, wouldn't be too happy about it, but, about it, but in those days it meant that there was fish lining the streets when the water receded. It saved them a fishing trip. So everyone went out and caught their fish. And then they went to Rava and they said, wait, are we allowed to salt this fish? If we don't, it's going to go bad. And Rava said, no problem. Go ahead. On Cholomoyed. Abai said, Rava, how are you How are you master this? We learned that you're in our mesh, that you're allowed to pickle, you're allowed to salt food on Cholomoyed only for what you'd be allowed to eat on Cholomoyed. So Rava said, over here is a little different. Because once they bring it home, it's their fish. It's like their merchandise. And if they don't salt it, now that they already caught it, and in Hanami, maybe I wouldn't have told them to do that originally, but now that it's in their home, we have to. you're allowed to save your merchandise from a hefzid on Cholomoyed. Some learn the story a little differently, that the town flooded with fish, and before they went to pick up their, the, the fish li- lining the sidewalks, they asked Rav if they were allowed to, and he allowed them to pick up the fish, and salt it. So again, Abai has even a bigger kasha in this version of the scenario. And he says, what, you only allowed a brine, you only allowed a salt stuff for Cholomite itself. And they took a lot more fish than for just Cholomite. So over here, the answer given, Rav told him, the reason I was moderate, he said that these fish, they're still edible on Cholomite, you just have to squeeze out the salt. So salting it doesn't mean that they're not going to be eaten on Cholomite. And you could say that you can't pick out which fish they're going to be eating now and which fish they're going to be eating after Cholomite. And every fish that they salt, they could say, is for Cholomite. Shmuel used to do this with his fish. He would squeeze out the juice and the salt would go out and he'd eat it like that. 
Rav did this also by the Reish Galusa's house. When Rav came to Bar Shapir's house, he gave him this fish that was a third cooked, a third salted, which means that they squeezed out the salt, like we're saying. And it seems that it was a third brined, like in the salt water. Now, Rav has a, has a, a few statements about fish. Number one, he says, Adla uh, Tzayda, who is the uh, fisherman over there, he told me that fish, right before it's about to spoil, that's when it's best. Toysav says that nowadays it's Mamash Sakana, so don't take this, you know, into the kitchen. He has a few reasons why it might be different nowadays. Either uh, the tevak changed to different, you know, either we digest differently or the fish spoil differently. Maybe those rivers in Bovel had better fish, you know, taka right before they were spoiling, it was the best. Or maybe that when the fisherman told Rav, he wasn't speaking about every fish, he was talking about this specific fish called the kavra, and this, this taka gets, gets best right before it spoils. Rav also said, I heard from this fisherman, Ad that you should soak fish in in salt. You should cook it in salt water. Put it in brine and drink it with water. He referred to all these things as like brothers, sisters, fathers, mothers. It's interesting. What I've also said that I decided to told me that fish, caress, and milk should not be eaten before bed. Make sure to go for a walk before you go to sleep after eating these three things. And a fourth thing Rav got from the from Adatsaida is that fish, cress, and milk should be eaten with water, not with beer. But if you have the choice between beer and wine, eat it with beer and not wine. Wine is even more harmful to be eaten with this fish. Hajanalach Mashkin base hashlachin, which began. Talking about which fields we're allowed to water on Cholamoid, we said that if it's a thirsty field, you'd be allowed to water it on Cholamoid and on Shemitah using a, a new spring, but you can't use rainwater or a bucket. Now moving on to the second paragon Moed Katon, called Mi Shehipach. Shehopach. If somebody has all his olives set up by the wine press and he's ready to start squeezing out the oil and suddenly he becomes an ovel. Or some oynes happened that he sets it up right before Yamtif and he wasn't able to actually start pressing it until Yamtif. So now it's Chalamoid. What could he do? Or his workers didn't show up. So on Chalamoid, he's allowed to press these olives the first round of pressing to just to get out the oil and then leave leave it there for the rest of uh, leave the rest of the processing for after Yamtif. Rabbi says you can do a full squeezing, do the full pressing process. Now the Gemara says, well, you started talking about Avelos and then you finished talking about Cholamoyed. So where do these halachas apply? Well, Rav, we, have a few, we have a little machlaik here. Rav Edi says that this is coming to tell us that anything that is mutter on Cholamoyed is usher, or can be usher, during Avelos. Meaning that even though you can do the first pressing of these olives on Cholamoyed during Avelos, you would not be allowed to do that. Not even the first pressing. Ravashi says the opposite. He's saying, this is saying, We're saying that Avelos is only also Midirabanon, so over there you are allowed to do the first pressing. But even on Cholamoid, which is an Isra Malacha, the Oiraisa, since it's a Hefzid, you're allowed to do the first pressing there. The Rosh explains that in Ovel, 
could have someone else do the pressing for him. That's why it would be also by an Avel, according to Ravidi, the first shot, even though it's Mutter on Chalamoid, where everyone is in the same boat on Chalamoid, you can't just get someone else to do it. We have a Raya, the first opinion that says it's also for an Avel to do the first pressing. There's a Bryce that tells us that while a person is in Avelas, he is usher to squeeze the uh, the olives himself. He has to get someone else to do it for him. Now the Bryce continues and says a whole bunch of other halachas of Isure Avelas. It's usher for him to seal his pitcher, to bring up his flax from soaking, his wool from dying. When it's his turn to water a communal, communal field, other people have to do it for him. Rabbi Huda says that we even plant his field for him. If it's time to plant his grains, it's waiting for uh, the, the pishton to be planted, we do it for him. But they, they, they didn't like that. They, they, they came down on Rabbi Huda and said, well, what are you talking about planting his field for him? Okay, maybe now is the best time to plant for him. But, you know, he could wait a little bit, plant a little late, or he'll plant another crop, which is the right time in a, in a couple of weeks. Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel says that if he needs his olives pressed. And he is the only one who knows how to do it. He's the only one that knows how to seal his pitcher. And he's the only one that knows how to do all of these things that we said that other people should do it for him. Then he's allowed to do it himself, bitsinda, privately. Rav Shimon ben Gamliel also says that if he has a job which the Rabbim rely on, like he is the bathhouse attendant, he's the barber, and now everyone's coming to take a bath to get a haircut. It's Matsoi Tishabov. If he's the only Uman that knows how to do this well, then he's allowed to do it even Ba'avelos and apparently even a little Farhasya. It's hard to do it privately when everyone's your client. If a person is a shear cropper, he owns a, he's working for someone and taking a, a chunk of the produce, of the income, Ba'avelos, other people should cover for him. The people who provide transportation on uh, donkeys, camels, or sailors, they should not do their work. But if they're hired or rented out by other people, then they could do their work. Someone who works day by day, so he's not hired for the month, for the year, he should not work even in another city. Even where over there, people don't know that he's an avil. So there's no marasayan. It's still usher. It's not like he's hired out for a long period of time. So no working anywhere during avelos. Now, if this Avel has other people's work in his house, which means he is going to uh, finish sewing this uh, garment in his house, even if he was hired to do it, and he says, you know, I'm, I'm paying you a hundred bucks to make this coat, he should he cannot do it in his house. Kamar says, wait, even though he was hired, but if he wasn't hired, oh, then definitely, then he most certainly could. Well, opposite. Once a person accepts to do a job, then it's like it's, it's his own job. Mark clarifies that he can't do this job in his home whether he is being paid for the job or not. It's a, it looks like an eye in horror. People are going to say that, oh, maybe he, he took on this job. He, he hired himself out to finish the job while he was in Avelos. If other people are doing work in his house, they should not do it while he's in Avelos. It looks like he hired them to work in his house. Even though they're not doing working for him, it doesn't look good. But in someone else's house, that's not a problem. Now, Miryan, who's the son of Ravan, had a partnership with 
Mar, the son of Rav Acha, the son of Rava. They both had their ox, they had two oxen, each one owned the one ox, in a corral. And they would work, work together and split the profit. Became an ovil. So he stopped working. He, he pulled out his ox. So Rav Ashi says, Marbury Dervach is such a great person. So he didn't mind stopping to work because of his avelas, even though he wasn't going to make any money because the business stopped. But what about his partner? Why is he not worried that he's taking away the pranos of his, of his shutuf? We learned in the Brisa today that if you are hired or rented out, so you already have a contract signed, then you are allowed to continue the work during Avelis. The Gemara says that he felt that an Odom Choshev is Shani. It's different by an Odom Choshev that even though technically he has the hetter of working during Avelis because he already signed the contract, an Odom Choshev is allowed to back out during Avelis and not work. It seems that it would be also for him to work during Avelis since he's Choshev, says Rashi. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.